Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Before we start, I would like to draw your attention to what I can offer you as a master coach. I can help you to focus on your why with clarity, uniting your passion with your purpose with a plan to create the life you truly desire. Book a free 20 minute coaching call right now via calendly.com forward slash Amy Rowlandson forward slash call and we can take it from there. Today on Focus on Why, I'm joined by Dave Plunkett. Dave, welcome. Hi, Amy. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you here. I, I'm just, I just got distracted because I saw on your Zoom name that it says Collaboration Junkie, and I know you're going to be talking about it, but it just distracted me for a second. It's like, what does that mean? Um, and well, you know what? So for me, it was. Um, so for me, when I started my brand and doing this thing that I love to do, um, I worked with a brilliant branding person to do the visual aspect of, of what I know. It's someone who I'd met through work, but we're friends. She came to my wedding and stuff. And I just came up with a name. I didn't want it to, I wanted it, didn't want it to be me. I wanted it, the brand to be something bigger. And it was all about collaboration and it just needed to be something that really got across my innate passion uh, for, for this connectivity. And anyone that knows me will see I, I'm constantly seeing the opportunities for people everywhere. I can't help it. It's just inbuilt. I just go, well, you two should talk, shouldn't you, because of this. And I just live and breathe it, I suppose. And so that that all-encompassing thing of the Collaboration Junkie brand sort of fitted. And when I spoke to my friend, who's an absolute genius this sort of stuff, she was like, Ooh, that is so you. She was like, I, I remember I came up with it on a dog walk where all my best ideas happen out in nature. And she said, if I can't think of anything better than that in the next 10 minutes, it's because there isn't anything better. So, so yeah, it, that, that was it. And it stuck. And, and I, I, yeah, I love it. Yeah. So. And it's really cool that you said that this brand is bigger than you. And yet when you spoke with your friend and she said, oh, that's so you. So it is you, but it's not you. Yeah. And I like that because at the moment the brand is me. I am the collaboration junkie, but it enables me to do broader, bigger things, which I think if you're talking about collaboration, it can't just be about you. That would be a bit of a, a bit of a juxtaposition there. And so the opportunity to do to do more with it was just something that appealed to me. And also kind of Dave Plunkett partnership expert, just yeah, just not really me and I'm not a guru or anything like that. So I liked something that I could I also liked something that I could have a bit more fun with um, and had a bit of personality about it. Um, and because if there was people that weren't going to want to work with me or find out more because of the name of the brand, well, then they sure as hell aren't going to enjoy working or speaking with me when they actually do talk to me. So I just wanted to have something that was a bit fun and I could do some cool stuff with. So, And I t totally see that. And where you were saying that you constantly see these opportunities, 
it gave me this really strong visual, which is to sort of see all these invisible threads that you see, but we don't see between people, between the whole web of the world that we are all connected to. And it's it's funny because you said that you have your best ideas when you're out in nature. And I just see this whole feeling of connectivity is, is, is just a, we are all connected. It is just one. We are all at one. But so often we are, we have this feeling of disconnection. And I want to understand what it is about connection and collaboration that drives you. Oh, that's a really good question. So the connection piece is something that's absolutely at the core of, of what I do. My background's in business membership. So I used to run a membership organization. I worked at a chamber of commerce before that. And so the connection of your members, it was just something that I felt was a natural thing to do. What was the point in having this network of people if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna help them make the most of it by connecting people? And it's just a way, I'm not an amazing scientist who's gonna create the next cure for whatever disease or invent some amazing bit of software that eases eases life or what i can but what i can do though is help other people by putting them in touch with with other people that can help them get where they want to be and if that's the best way that i can have a positive impact on the world then i'll do it that's probably a hindsight thing more than anything else i've done it because it's always just come naturally to me and because i enjoy it um, it's an enjoyable thing to do when you when you do that nice thing for someone. Then it's a, it's a real buzz, and I can pinpoint a time actually. I was working I was working for the Chamber of Commerce, and there was a member there that I got on quite well with, and he had said to me that he'd been struggling, like almost to get going back and getting a job kind of thing, and I made an introduction for him, and I remember seeing him a few months later, and him saying about that that, that bit of work that introduction turned into something like 40K's worth of work, a 40K contract, which was the thing that meant that that was it. He was staying in business and he was going to grow his business and go to the next level. And I remember the th that was the first time I maybe really, really understood the power that this stuff could have. Um, and it felt good. Nothing more than that. It just felt good to do something nice for someone that I could easily do. And if everyone did that a little bit more, the world would be, you know, in a better place, I think so. And I love that you, you're very honest about the hindsight insight that you had in understanding the positive impact that you're having on the world. And there is such a, a great sense of humility that you have, Dave, in, in, in sense that you, did, you made a connection that went on to achieve something of greatness for someone. And you, you come around and you say, oh, it felt good. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a man of simple pleasures. I, I kind of... And I'm sure you have people on your podcast, Amy, who have very big whys and purposes. And I haven't, I'm not sure I've really, really found mine. I know what it's about. It's about connection and it's about enjoying life. Um, and more than enjoyment, actually, I want to be excited by everything. And I want to excite other people. If, 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 if people can just be excited, then I think that's, that's, a, that's my favourite state to be in. I know we can't be excited all the time. But in general, excitement is a nice thing to both feel and deliver. And then everything else I do filters down from that. I was miserable running my previous business. So I decided to do something about it and do something I loved. And so I'm still... That thing around purpose, 
yeah, I'm still, I've got an inkling and I know what I love to do and I know what adds value to this world. And so I'll do that and I'll continually evolve as I go. Um, but it's about, yes, yeah, about enjoyment, I think. It's so interesting, Dave, that you, you're making this comparison with others and, and talking about people who have been on the show with their big whys and their purpose. And yet purpose is so individual to everyone. Okay. So you said you know what it's about, you understand it, you you get excited by your work, you, you're doing something that you love, that you, you walked away from something that made you miserable, you know how to add value, you're continually evolving. What more is there? Yeah. Uh, you know what? Yeah. So for me, my own inner purpose, I think absolutely. I think it's more to, yeah, it's more to do with that, the mission, the, the clearly defined one one sentence mission statement of the impact you're looking to make in the world is is probably the piece where i go oh is that but at its core i want more people every if most people that i come into contact with have a better feel better off for doing that than if they hadn't met me well then i think that's that's all any of us should have at a, a, a fundamental level that people feel pleased and appreciative to have met you that's that's a nice starting point for me and everything else everything else can go from there so tell me connection collaboration and here you're talking about that sense of belonging in terms of knowing that you you feel better off or people feel better off rather from having met you and that you you then understand how you belong in the world because that's your role in terms of the the doing of what you're doing you mentioned that the inner purpose, which is your being, you've got that sorted. That's the piece that most people don't have the connection with, that they're able to, to do things, they're able to, to perform and, and, and have that outer purpose, but you've got the inner one, and that's the big piece that many people miss. Oh, that's giving me a little tingle thinking about that then, Amy, and, and maybe I don't think about it enough. And for a while, I thought that kind of, I thought that that just, I want to be excited and I want to excite other people. And it started off as enjoyment. And I went, no, actually it's not. It is more than that. It's that, that excitement and that energy. At first I wrestled with it, with that whole, should there be something deeper or more meaningful per se? And then, and I was like, no, <laughs> it is me. That's this, that is absolutely who I am. And if, anyone who knows me would know I'm, I'm nothing if not myself at all times um and open and honest about that and it's um it's not always been easy work-wise um i decided to do i decided to launch the collaboration junkie brand just before covid and so while i wasn't particularly happy running my previous business it was a six-figure business uh, that I was going to do, just let dwindle away while I built my consultancy brand and COVID wiped it out in two months. Um, not just purely COVID, I hadn't future-proofed the business. It was too reliant on a few handful of customers. I probably, I knew that I hadn't done anything about it, probably because I was miserable running it. But I realized that even when things were really tough, I've always been able to make sure I enjoy my life. And help others to enjoy theirs. I've got a young family and a beautiful wife and, 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 and there's so much to be grateful for and be excited by that focus on, focus on that rather than the stuff that's going wrong, I suppose. And 
I do think there's something there. I think I think I said to you before, Amy, when we were doing a, a pre thing for the for the podcast. I think in time, I can see that I might have something around that piece and how I would share that. I don't know what that looks like yet, but I suppose because it comes naturally to me, I appreciate it doesn't for everyone. But and you just felt that tingle. Explain to me what was happening when you had your tingle. I suppose it is that realization of. We all think that everyone else has got it together more than we have. Even though we all do inherently know everyone's winging it, just <laughs> whether it's work or parenting, whatever it may be, we're all winging it to some sense. And it's just nice every now and again when you go, you know what, there are certain bits where you know, I've got this. And if I look at where I am now compared to where I was four years ago, two years ago, wherever, it's absolutely immeasurable. And sometimes it takes someone else to shine a light up on that and you go, oh, wow, yeah, I guess so, actually. Yeah, I'm doing all right. So, And I love that you said that you are nothing if you're not yourself. I mean, that authenticity runs through your entire being and, that, and that's great. And again, that's something that you have got nailed. You, you are really happy. You've managed to merge the business with who you really are at the core which is awesome and that and that is why it does come with effort effortlessly in terms of it's not winging it because it is just I'm doing what feels right yeah and uh, there was a big and there was a real turning point I think with this just being myself and it was learning to accept compliments and I think when you have confidence in who you are and what you're good at, then you're much more able to do that. So I'm very self-depreciating by nature and I enjoy other people who are. I am a deeply, deeply flawed human being, um, but the, the, my flaws are also what make me pretty spectacular at times as well. And there was a point where people would often say to me, that they find my energy really inspiring that that they just want to be around me and that and i would always bat it away i'd always bat it away and i say thank you now i'm like you know what one of my massive massive pluses superpowers is is being able to excite people is being able to excite others and kind of get them to want to come along on this journey and and so i embrace that because it, if the more i embrace it the more I'm able to make other people feel great. And that's what I want to do. I want to make other people feel great. So I don't know what it was. I don't think there was a turning point where I just went, right, no, I'm going to do this. It was probably just a culmination of le continual learning. So it was about, it was only maybe like, yeah, four or five years ago, I was like, I should probably do some of this self-development stuff, shouldn't I? And then, yeah. But I started to do it. I started to just accept it, say thank you, to embrace it. And um, it's, built, it's built from there, really. And you say I should probably do this self-development stuff. <laughs> what did that actually entail? So it started off, it started off with just listening to more self, listening to books. Um, I don't do, 
if I've got if I've got time to sit down and read, I'm reading a fiction book, right? So so if I'm doing business books, it's it's audible while I'm walking or exercising or in the car or whatever, and then getting into having a bit of a morning routine, figuring out what did and didn't work for me. Um, I listened. I remember listening to I can't remember what it's called now. I think it might be called Miracle Morning, and it's just too much for me. That is not me. But I got the importance of it. And very quickly after that, I remember listening to uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving A um, by Mark Manson, which was much more my flavour, if you will. And I started realising that you can mould and adapt and take the bits that you like from different places. And so it was just that, really. It was just being much more aware um, meditating, all these things, appreciating that I don't have the best focus, that I am slightly scatty and all over the shop and leaning my working the way I need to work and routines around that and just um, a constant journey, I suppose, that I guess none of us really ever get to the end of, do we? It's about the, it's about the journey, not the destination. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that, but, but it's true. And so it's, it's that, there was, it was just going, there's more here. I can be more and I'm going to be more. And it does sound cliche when, when you say it out loud, <laughs> yeah. but it does need to be reinforced because it is such a, a pivotal piece of advice to understand that, as you say, you mentioned that you feel that everyone else or we feel collectively that everyone else has got it sorted and actually you know most of us are winging it on a daily basis and and that's what's part of this journey it is again unique and it's very much your one it is about picking and choosing what's relevant to you and and focusing on your own journey instead of feeling as though you need to live life in a prescribed way in the way that other people are and what i love is that you've embraced your element of excitement and i love that you said that you sort of wrestled with it i literally can picture you <laughs> wrestling with this like big piece of excitement and thinking it's got to be more it's got to be something else it could be you know what is it and then actually coming to the the realization that that's at the core of who you are and that's your core value that's driving your being and your work which is phenomenal what else is motivating you dave what else is motivating me my family. So one of my, one of my values is around, is around relationships and it's about really remembering why I do what I do. My business could certainly be more successful than it is right now, but my kids will never be young again, et cetera, et cetera. So it's that. I remember being at a Regis um, in Swindon, Regis Wimble Park in Swindon. Other flexible office chains are available. When I worked for the Chamber of Commerce, and I was sat down with another meeting with a really nice chap in his early 50s, probably, who was starting out a consultancy business. I mentioned about the big jet-setting lifestyle that he had and had been very successful, but regretted not watching his kids grow up. And I can remember thinking, that's never going to be me. And it wasn't this, this guy wasn't a nice bloke. He, compl he completely was, but it was just another person that had said they'd sacrificed seeing their kids for the career and now regretted it. And, and so that's always massively rung, rung true. And now with a new baby to go with the, uh, with the, with the other two, two that never is, never is that, 
truer. So that constantly reminds me, grounds me, excites me and inspires me. And as cheesy as it may sound, feedback from clients and, and my network at large. I mean, the work I do, people often say, oh, how do you monetize partnerships? And they think that I'm somehow kind of doing the doing. And I don't. I help people with the skills and the strategy to form effective partnerships. But I still also am a ridiculously prolific referrer because, as we said right at the start, I see those connections, those opportunities. And just seeing and hearing the gratitude and joy and results that that gives is um is a, is a powerful thing for me i i have people pleasing tendencies and sometimes that can be a bad thing we all know that we all need to learn our boundaries and i'm getting much much better at that but it still does mean that when you do something good for someone and you know it went well it's a nice it's a nice thing I'm constantly telling people when I'm working with them on their referral strategy to, I call it the ick. People have this ick about making introductions. And I say, people love to give referrals. They absolutely adore it because you know what's, you know what's nice? Most people, most people are nice people who like to do nice things. You just got to make it really easy for them to do it and they'll do it. And so what really does inspire me and get me going is the thought that I'm helping create a culture of this by, by leading by example. And I've never really thought of it like that. I've never thought, uh, yeah, until I said it out loud then, I've never thought of it like that. Um, or that, that's the second goosebump of the, of, of, the, of the podcast. But yeah, that, that, that excites and inspires me because if everyone did join those dots a little bit easier, and not everyone can do it as easily. It can be, it can be learned, but some people just are more inherently like that. The world would be a better place. So, And it's not unusual for guests to come on the show and get goosebumps in the articulation of, of why they're doing what they're doing, why they are who they are, because you, you don't have the time or sometimes you don't make the time to think about this at this kind of level. And what I love about the the story that you've shared so far, Dave, is it's really, really so it's so visible that everything you're doing is exciting for you, and that you this basis, this core driver of connection through relationships. And again, you know that is a human value that we have, but most people try and and go about things from an individual, I can do this. It's, a, it's an old paradigm of achievement and I need to do this on my own to prove that I can do this. Whereas you've hung, hung up those boots. You are really happy. You're like, I can do this with alongside everyone else. Yeah, and it's a much more fun way to be. As you say, an innate desire in all of us is to belong to something, however small or larger scale that is, it's the more natural, it's the more natural way to work and to and to be. So it always frustrates me slightly in a work sense where I people where I hear people say they've got their business to a certain point almost organically and just through referrals, and they need to do something else to get it to the next level. 
And I'm like, no, you've, you've barely scratched the surface of what you can do by using others. Why look elsewhere? Why not really make the most of this thing that's already working for you and is already going really well? And it's a natural, for me, I, th I think it's a natural state to be. I mean, don't get me wrong, I very much need my own time at times to recharge as a super extroverted connector of people, then we all need our own time. But as a, as a general state, the, the, the working collaboratively, I think, is, is the natural way for us to be. And has it shifted since the pandemic, Dave? I think yes and no. So mindset, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, so I launched the brand just before COVID and... It did a bunch of my marketing for me. The word collaboration was banded about so much. It was crazy, maybe overly used. Um, sometimes I hear no such thing as competition, only collaboration. And I hate that. That's far too fluffy for me. It's about, because of course there's competition, but it's about understanding the potential for collaboration is so much greater than the tiny bit where we might be competing. So let's be a bit more open and honest. So I think the mindset and the willingness is there. I still think there's a lack of understanding about how to put this into practice, which is obviously where I come in from a, from a professional sense. That's the thing that I'm looking to solve. I have this, I've been thinking about this recently and it is about a broader, the broader purpose thing we were talking about. And I've been thinking about, you know, you hear the, the thing about uh, no one buys a drill, they buy a hole in the wall and they don't actually buy a hole in the wall. They buy the shelf and they're not even buying the shelf. They're buying the sense of satisfaction from looking up at the shelf or the praise from the other half or whatever it may be. And my thing around partnerships and collaboration is that it's along those lines that very few people are looking to directly buy your product or service. There's a bigger thing at play here. And if everyone involved in the end-to-end -end delivery of that service was just a bit more joined up then essentially what you're doing is you're improving and you're enhancing customer experience because they're working with trusted providers of whatever it is they need at every step of the way who are all congruent because we're not all the same we all want to experience things in a different way and i just think there's this piece around delivering this smooth seamless service um, that, that would just see everything work better, particularly with the abundance, because when it does work seamlessly like that, everything's so much more efficient and we can channel those efficiencies into positive things that have a greater impact on the world. So, Yeah, I love it. It's, it makes sense to me. I, I'm in this <laughs> space. I, I understand it. I get it. I, I'm on board. And anyone out there who's listening and thinking, oh, I, I have got the ick of making introductions. I've got the, I'd like to make it easier for, for me of to work this way. And, and the way you were describing it about helping create a culture by leading by example, again, you make it sound easy and it, it is when you, you are so aligned with what you're doing. Yeah, I think so. It's, so the introduction piece just comes naturally to me. It's what I've always done. I think it's all, I've always been fascinated by people's stories. And as soon as you find out about their stories, you know a little bit more about them and you feel that connection. And so it's easier to connect them to others. And then from a practical sense of how to do this stuff, 
there's a set, there's a word that I use a lot when I'm helping people with their with their own strategies, and that it's not common sense; it's experience. We all think that what we do is common sense, and and what I do is common sense, but it's layers and layers and layers and layers and layers of common sense built on top of each other. And it used to be a thing that would hold me back. So I'd think, oh, just as I launched the brand, like this is all really easy. It's all obvious stuff. Are people paying for this? And now I love it because it is so obvious. There's nothing that I do with people that I know they can't go and implement. And so I've, I've kind of flipped that. But I think we all have that thing where we think what we do is easy. And it's not. It's, ex, it's, ex, it's experience. There's a, it's, a, it's natural talent mixed with however many years experience we've got doing what we do. I'm sure you said you lots of people come on and get goosebumps and it's because they don't have the headspace. I mean, I'm sure it's because you know exactly how to ask the right questions as well. But I'm sure it seems easy to you, right? Because you've been doing this for how, how many episodes is it now? Oh, over 320 now, Dave. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's not just people, it's you asking people the right questions. And we all just think it's, we all think what we do is is easy, but yeah, it's not. And we all start have to start somewhere, okay? So I started this podcast and at the beginning of lockdown, first lockdown in April 2020. And I didn't know where I was going to go with it, but I just knew that it was something that felt right and was aligned with my values. And I knew that if I started it, it would work the way that it needed to work for the people for the listeners for the guests for for me and it has and yes it does come easy now it the questions just come up in the moment i'm listening to what you're sharing i'm thinking from the perspective of the listener what is it that dave just said that they might want to hear more of and also there's my bias of course there's my bias i've i've you know interviewed so many people but i do try and and sort of take that away and just think you know if someone's listening to this podcast for the first time ever, what would be the value that they're taking away? Oh, yeah. Okay. But is, that, is that a question to me? Sorry, Amy. Around... It was a bit of a rhetorical yeah. question. It really was. It was, it, that's, that's my perspective. If you have an answer to the question, feel free no, to I, answer you know, it. But, I, it... No, but I, like, I, like that as a, I like that as a concept because I think I try and do something similar when i when i when i i suppose the equivalent to me is i don't have a podcast but like you i public speak a reasonable amount i run my own events kind of workshops and there is that i think if we all are at it if we all at our core are constantly thinking about how we can how we can add value then that's a that's a good that's a good strong starting point to, to come from isn't it i suppose so and if that value is purely that people feel excitement and there's nothing wrong with that, because as you said, it's a fantastic state to be in. Yes, absolutely. I think there's, you'll often hear me saying, if you're not enjoying it, you're not doing it right. And it seems flippant, but it's, but it's not, whether it's life or business, or if you're not, if you're not enjoying it, well then we, we all have the, ability to change either change our mindset or, or physically change what we're doing or and I know it's not I'm not saying it's easy to do it far from it far from it the best things rarely are but um we're here for a good time not a long time so let's make sure that we are excited and enjoying what we're doing so and it is so true that statement that you just shared I'm just going to 
pause on that because it's so it's so powerful there is no set time that we have and people have this expectation that they're going to live forever and yet that is not what happens in terms of when i say live forever they're going they never feel as though they are near to the end they feel that they've got a long long time to go and yet they don't live in the in the present because they think they're thinking about tomorrow thinking about next week they're thinking about next month and so today gets lost and that means that you can't get that back yeah that now is gone now is gone again you know it, it constantly moves we've, we've lost those moments and i i say this a lot it's a it's about creating moments that are fulfilling instead of just filling in the moments oh i like that yeah absolutely yeah yeah absolutely i like that. oh i like that a lot yeah <laughs> and, and it is it's so powerful because we are here for a good time let's let's just focus on that about what does a good time mean and again that question is such a, a simple question to ask what does a what is a good time for you and yet so many people struggle to answer it yeah which is and that's the bit that I, yeah, I don't get because yeah, I could, I could list five different kind of good times. It's having an amazing session with a client and it all going really well, and then been and delivering brilliant results. It's obviously playing with the kids. It's being at a festival. It's it's wherever it may be, and it doesn't mean that in the mid. I think it's the difference is it doesn't mean when I say if you're not enjoying it, you're, you're not doing it right. I don't live my life in this constant state of, oh, everything's wonderful. But it's about being able to always come back to that place of, well, that's pretty cool. I'm pretty happy with what I'm doing. There's lots to be excited about. I think it's, and it's that. Yeah, it's just that being able to come back and remember and be thankful and grateful for what we've what we've got. Well, I want to be thankful for this conversation. It has been really fantastic. I've loved every second of it, Dave. So thank you for sharing your why, your focus on why. How would people get in contact with you? What's the best way for them to reach out? Um, best, best place to go is I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. So if you look at Dave Plunkett, Collaboration Junkie, there's only one of one of one of those people. And uh, or head over to the website, uh, which is collaborationjunkie.com. And people can subscribe to a newsletter, all that wonderful stuff there as well. Fabulous. Well, I'll make sure the links go into the show notes to help the listener. So thank you for that. Dave, thank you for sharing why you're doing what you're doing and, and why Collaboration Junkie is bigger than you. I can see this exploding at some point, you know, in terms of when people get it and then they understand how they can use it. I can see it spreading and that's what we're looking for, isn't it? That incredible ripple effect of how we can help others. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Amy, thank you so much for, for inviting me on. It's been absolutely gorgeous talking with you. So thank you. Oh, I've never had it described as gorgeous. That's that'll be one. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Dave, I like uh, all my guests to share some final words for the listener. So if you wouldn't mind closing out the episode with some final words, please. Yeah, I'm going to repeat some of the words that I that I said not that long ago. I should have thought and saved them for the end. But it is to remember that we're here for a good time, not a long time. And so if you're not enjoying it, you're not doing it right. 
How has this conversation had an impact on you? What value have you received from tuning in? What are your reflections with actions? Please take a moment to leave me an Apple podcast or Spotify review sharing how Focus on Why has made a difference to you today. Remember, the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going, simply connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook or Twitter or join the Focus on Why Facebook group. All the links are in the show notes. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.